Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Americans are moving to Mexico at the fastest pace on record. This according to Bloomberg. Uh, Permits to temporarily live in the country surging 85% from the year before COVID. Mexican officials also say that the number of American expats is almost certainly an undercount. Okay, I mean, for remote workers, I guess Mexico City is a beautiful place. I mean, Mexico City is a beautiful place, but I don't know that I would want to live there. Your dollar, according to the Mexican officials, will go far. The climate is exquisite. The cafe culture is on point, And the culinary Mecca has four of the best 50 bars in the world. So if you, like many people, are a little disappointed because of the way a particular election turned out, you know, if you're listening live, today is the 9th of November, 2022, many elections still lay in the balance, but there are many that have already been called and you're thinking, man, this does not look good. Well, you can always move to Mexico. Welcome Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Winter is just around the corner, so congratulations to Minnesota DOT. They have announced the winners of the 2022 Name a Snowplow Contest. (laughs) Plowy McPlowface has eight new friends. In District 8, those of you that live in Minnesota know who you are in District 8, your snowplow is going to be called Betty Whiteout. In District 7, your snowplow is going to be called Control Salt Delete. Kind of cute. District 4 is the Big Laplowski. The Metro District is Plowasaurus Rex. District 3 is Scoop Dog. District 2 is Blizzard of Oz. District 1 is No More Mr. Ice Guy. And District 6 is Edward Blizzard Hands. So congratulations to the new names for snowplows in Minnesota. They received more than 22,000 name ideas. And they narrowed down the list and selected 50 finalists for the public to vote on. The 50 names were determined by considering, uh, you know, how creative or unique the name was, whether it was understandable or identifiable to broad audiences, and the frequency of submission. So congratulations. There were the 50 finalists. Uh, They did a pretty good job. I like Control Salt Delete. (laughs) The 50 finalists for the uh, names were um, Sir Plows a Lot, Catch My Drift, Sled Zeppelin. We like that one. Lord Coldermote. Coldermote. 
Lord Cold de Mort. Uh, C. Three Piece Now. Let's see if there's any other worthwhile. Snowzilla. Uh, Flake Superior. Below Zero Hero. Say It Ain't Snow. Ooh, I like that one. Um, let's see. Uh, Scooby-Doo and Scraper 2. Winter Warrior. Eh. Oh, no Business Like Snow Business. <laughs> uh, the Snow Plow Named De-Icer. No, no, stop. Sweet Child O'Brien. Frosty's Demise. And the Halloween Blizzard Avenger. No. Sweet Carol Brine, <laughs> and all about that snow. So really, the 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 top eight are really the best. Betty Whiteout, Control Salt Delete, The Big Laplowski, Aplausaurus Rex, Scoop Dog, Blizzard of Oz, No More Mister Ice Guy, and Edward Blizzard Hands. Congratulations to the Minnesota Department of Transportation, uh, and the of the snowplows, of course. Look, I know times are tough, but how is it that this never happens to me? Because I I go to restaurants from time to time. My wife loves Chinese food. So, you know, from time to time, we have to get Chinese food. Okay. So now we find out that there was a Chinese restaurant who was serving noodles laced with opium poppy. Uh, hello. Uh, yes, please. I'd like an extra bowl to go. So... The Chinese noodle vendor in the northern Shaheen province has been detained for 10 days after admitting, yeah, you know what, I added the powdery powder, the poppy plant. Yeah, I did. I wanted to keep I wanted to keep the customers coming back. Oh, okay. <laughs> I added to the food to make it taste better and I wanted to improve my business. So there's that. They found out because they pulled a vehicle over driven by this 26-year-old man. And for whatever reason, uh, the Chinese police tested him for drugs. And it was not long after he had consumed a bowl of the noodles. And he was detained for 15 days on charges of drug abuse, wasn't released until family members told police how they had eaten at the same restaurant and tested positive for the drug. So... The paper said the risk of becoming a drug addict from the laced noodles, even if eaten continuously for a long period of time, was unlikely. Uh-huh. It added that lacing food with opium poppy was not uncommon in China. Hello? Why is it not uncommon in the U.S.? They've had similar cases in 2010 and 2012. All right. I mean, we know that the poppy cultivation is... Uh, you know, getting more and more in Afghanistan. That's their income. So, man, do I want that to happen in the United States of America? I mean, obviously it's not going to, so stop looking at me like that. But if there were a restaurant that was putting opium poppy in their noodles uh, for their soups, I'm in. I'm in. Speaking of China... I see where they really are cracking down on corruption. Uh Uh-huh. But they just jailed 
a man for corruption. He admitted it after. I mean, yeah, I'm guilty. Oh, before the judge. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, Please forgive me. And so he is sentenced uh, to seven years and six months in jail, fined 500,000 won, which is about, I don't know, $69,000 in U.S. money. And uh, they, uh, he's been found guilty of corruption. He took m- money for anything as, a, as a, an officer of the government. And when they raided his house, they found bags of frozen meat in his freezer, including chickens, ducks, and fish stuffed with plastic wrapped gold bars and jewelry. (laughs) They also uncovered stacks of debit and gift cards that he had buried under bamboo trees in his garden. Nice. He was taking cash. He was taking gold bars. He was taking jewelry. He even had his wife taking money when he was in the hospital she uh, was uh, exerting influence in his name and taking cash. Uh, his, her brother had a printing mill which received complaints for pollution and they went to the relevant authorities and said, no, you need to go ahead and waive these environmental penalties. And, uh, and they did. And so and he was just uh, you know, exerting his, uh, his power over these business executives and his subordinates during the holidays. And he, then he retired. Well, the new, you know, our president of China, my man Xi, uh, President Xi Jinping, uh, you know, campaigned against corruption, and he is, in, you know, ensnared more than 1.5 million party members over the years, including 1,100 cadres in this year alone. Now, this particular guy, he wanted to make a point of because he was retired, and he wanted to make a point that even if you're retired. Uh, you're not going to escape punishment. So good luck, good luck uh, being uh, being on the take in China, unless of course you're part of the Xi Jinping political party, and then you probably got a pretty good shot at doing whatever the hell you want to do. Oh, uh, they did announce now yesterday. I don't remember where we were in the Powerball saga. Because there wasn't a drawing, and then there was a drawing, and then there wasn't a winner, and then we now have a winner in California. One winner with the $2.40 billion. So we don't know who that person is in California, but congratulations, there was one winner. The other winner was uh, Joe's Service Center. (laughs) Uh, Joe uh, sold the winning ticket. So he gets like a million bucks for selling the winning ticket. Nice. Nice. Now the cash payout is $997.6 million. Now obviously they could take the 29 years annuity payments and get the $2 billion plus. But I feel like that you're going to go ahead and take the cash value payout at $997.6 million. I mean, that's before taxes, but that's still a pretty good payout. And then we can all be bummed. I I was when I went in. (laughs) And you look at Wednesday's, today's drawing, 
of the Powerball is like $20 million. And you're like, oh man, $20 million. That's nothing. <laughs> so if you want to wait, uh, you have to wait. They'll hope nobody, nobody wins the paltry sum of $20 million tonight. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So I guess congratulations are in order to Sean Diddy Combs as he, you know, the hip-hop mogul and a businessman, Sean Diddy Combs. He is venturing into the world of cannabis. I know. Take that shocked look off your face. A rap hip-hop mogul, Sean Diddy Combs, venturing into the world of cannabis. I know. I was just as surprised as you. Uh, he's He's agreed to acquire the licensed cannabis operations in New York, Massachusetts and Illinois from Cresco Labs and Columbia Care uh, in a deal worth up to $185 million. The transaction marks Combs' first investment in cannabis uh huh, and will create the country's first minority-owned, vertically integrated, multi-state cannabis company. I like how that's worded. It's uh, the first minority-owned, vertically integrated, multi-state cannabis company, as well as the world's largest black-owned cannabis company, according to a release from Combs and the companies. The transactions are taking place because the two companies merged. Cresco Labs agreed to purchase uh, Columbia Care for $2 billion, and uh, that means that they have to break up, uh, break up the cannabis because Cresco is one of the U.S.'s top cannabis producers. So they've got to divest assets in those limited licensed markets such as New York. And Sean Diddy Combs said, hey, uh, that's me. I'll give you $185 million and we'll make, this, uh, we'll make this investment the first minority-owned, vertically integrated, multi-state cannabis company, as well as the largest black-owned cannabis company. So congratulations to Sean Diddy Combs. You know, I thought it was P. Diddy, though. I thought it was Sean P. Diddy Combs. And I, I thought that was P. Diddy. I kind of looked at him. So Sean Love Combs, also known by his stage names Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, or Puffy. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Diddy is just one of the names. They go. Apparently now... With this press release, that's what he goes by. It's just Diddy. But I like, I preferred P. Diddy. So congratulations to Sean Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, or Puffy Combs on his business dealings. And I don't know if I'm supposed to be happy or sad for Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney's direct-to-consumer division, which also includes Hulu and ESPN+, Plus, reported an operating loss of nearly $1.5 billion. And that's doubling its loss uh, from the same quarter a year earlier of $630 million. However, their subscribership is going through the roof. Uh, they added 12.1 million subscribers during the company's fiscal fourth quarter. So their total subscriptions are 
1.2 million subscribers. And that includes, uh, I guess, cheaper subscriptions in India. And that also, now, if you include Hulu and ESPN+, Plus, they've got over 235 million subscribers. So now I guess we're going to raise our price. That's what we have to do. We've got to uh, we got to raise our monthly fee, Disney Plus, by $3 to $11 a month starting in December, while also introducing a version with commercials at the current rate of $8 a month. So everybody's raising their prices. I wonder why that is. Everybody's raising their prices. It's almost like there's something that overshadows everything. You know, like, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, inflation? I'm sure. I'm sure that's not that's not it at all. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, just cut 11,000 jobs over there at Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zuck blamed... Uh, the, for the meta layoffs, uh, he uh, he told lieutenants that he personally was overly optimistic about the growth and hired too many employees. Yeah. So meta cut jobs are likely to be the worst of all the tech layoffs so far this year. Yeah. So I wonder if those people are going to sue Zuck like, they, like they're suing Elon. I don't know. I'm just saying that the job cuts are a coming or have already come in Meta's world. Life isn't bad for everybody, though. you got the Powerball winner, and you've got uh, Kohl's CEO, Michelle Gass, who, uh, by the way, I would say Kohl's, uh, you know, has not done well under Michelle, but, you know, what do I know? Uh, she is uh, stepping down. Yeah, I know. She's leaving. She's leaving her CEO post at, uh, at Kohl's and, uh, for a better job. At least I would assume that it's a better job. She's going to go ahead and uh, work for Levi Strauss. She's going to become president of Levi Strauss. And according to Gas, she's going to be promoted to CEO of Levi Strauss within the next 18 months. So come on over, leave Coles. We'll make you president and you hang out and you learn Levi's business a little bit and we'll make you a CEO. Okay. All right. Good. How's Coles doing? Well, they're going to uh, use a board member, Thomas Kingsbury, as an interim uh, CEO, and then they're going to find a new person to run Coles. I'm here for you, Coles. I've got some. I've got some ideas. I've got some plans that uh, we can implement for your stores that I would hope would help. And in fact, I would bet that they would help. And I will. And this is just me going on on a limb. I have not seen the contractual arrangements for Michelle, but I will say that uh, I will become CEO of Kohl's after she steps down on December 2nd. And so the first of the year, you can let Kingsbury be the interim boss, you know, throughout December and sometime in January, you can appoint me and I will work for cheaper than Michelle Gass. I know you're welcome. mealtime 
real-time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, some headlines that you need to know. I should probably just start doing a segment every day called uh, The Fat Five. And just so you have like five headlines every day that, you know, you can take with you throughout the day. Now, of course, you can take the entire show with you. Hello, that's what it's all about. But, uh, you know, specifically inside the show, maybe the, uh, you know, the chewing the fat five. So we'll give you the fat five today. Uh, Today's fat five. Brittany Griner, the American basketball star who is imprisoned in Russia, has been moved to a penal colony. Oh, that's uh, not good. Uh, Cornell University suspended frat parties and social events following allegations of drug-laced drinks and sexual assault at an off-campus location. And if there's anything we know in today's world, allegations are everything. Anheuser-Busch became the first Fortune 500 company to buy a major league pickleball team. Yay! Okay, Uh, headline number four. Um, Former FIFA president, Sepp Blatter, acknowledged, yeah, you know what, choosing the uh, golf nation of guitar to host the World Cup, yeah, that was a bad choice. Uh, You think, douche? Uh, not only is it so hot in Qatar that the tournament had to be moved from the summer to the fall, it also, uh, the country has been accused of human rights violations, mistreatment of migrant workers. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, hello, we read you the rules on an earlier show of Chewing the Fat about what you can and can't do in Qatar during the World Cup. It's not going to be the party you think it is. I mean, their ambassador just said, I don't know. A guitar World Cup ambassador said homosexuality was damage in the mind. So yeah, former FIFA president Sepp Blatter, yeah, choosing guitar was a bad choice. Uh, we are in the middle of Fat Five today. Headline number five. Remember the allegations against Alan Dershowitz that uh, the woman claimed that she was coerced into having sex with him by the late billionaire Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I, you know, I may have made a mistake. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and retract my accusation. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, I was probably mistaken. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll just let it go then. Never mind. You can just accuse anyone. And everybody believes it. It's just unbelievable. So she retracts her, uh, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, uh, it's been a while now since she originally accused Alan and now it's like, yeah, you know what? I, I made a mistake. I, I may have been mistaken. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Those are your five headlines that you can take with you today under the heading of fat five.
Reminder that you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. I am a blue check mark verified Twitter account at JeffyJFR. I know Elon was supposed to kick off this new plan today where the verified followers would also have a uh, gray check mark underneath their name where you'd say your name and you have the blue check mark and then you'd have your at and then you'd have the gray check mark official so that would be you know your official and your twitter blue account uh that happened that they implemented that and then a couple hours later elon was like yeah um uh, i just killed it oh, i don't like it it's over we're done with oh okay no problem so uh he said that the blue check will be a great leveler and he's still planning on going ahead with the $8 a month fee for the verified account. Um, it's a $8 a month for the blue check mark. So I'm still questioning whether I'm going to pay the $8 a month or not, uh, whether it's worth it to be verified or not. So we'll, we shall see. I feel like in the beginning it is, and I feel like it'll level itself out. Um, I don't know if it will last long, though, because what made the blue check mark special is that the blue check marks thought they were special, right? And that was the deal. Plus, it was supposed to be a verification process where it, that is you, right? It's who the account says it is. But all right, I guess there was some fraud going on. Uh, you know, pe people were paying for the blue check. Look, if I'm at Twitter for a while there, they said they weren't, there was no way to get a hold of them. And it was up to them. They decided who got the blue checks. Oh, okay. So if you didn't know anybody in Twitter at Twitter, working outside of Twitter as a, as a contractor, whatever, then it was just luck of the draw. And they said, and or and then for then they you were able to apply for it and ask for it, and then they took that away. Really weird how it all took place. But uh, Elon is going to fix it all. I'm sure he just sold, a, you know, a few Tesla stocks, four billion dollars. Uh, I guess he needed some cash. And uh, you know, when you're when you're the richest guy on the planet, you know what? I need a little cash today. Let me sell some Tesla stock. $4 billion worth. And, uh, then, uh, I could, you know, I can go get lunch. All right, cool. No problem. At Jeffy JFR. Did I mention Facebook and Instagram? Jeff Fisher radio. Yeah. Jeff Fisher radio is a, a verified account on Facebook. The Instagram account, Jeff Fisher radio is not verified. I know. I know. Could be anybody. Uh, could be anybody running that, running that Instagram account. You know, it's not, but could be. You see where the guy that killed 51 Muslim worshipers at uh, mosques in Christchurch in 2019? I mean, it was, remember him? You know, the worst mass shooting in New Zealand uh, history, in the history of New Zealand, worst mass shooting. He has now filed an appeal against his life sentence. Oh, uh, okay. So you want to be able to get out and walk around again? How about no? Uh, you're lucky we didn't kill you. Now, I know that this was the first time New Zealand court had sentenced a person to prison for the rest of their life. Pretty interesting. He was uh, considering appealing the verdict, adding his guilty plea was obtained under duress. Uh, was it okay? Uh, the Australian National stormed the mosques 
armed with military-style semi-automatics, indiscriminately shooting at Muslims gathered for Friday prayer, and live-streaming the killings using his head-mounted camera. So he was sentenced in 2020 to jail for life without parole. Uh, and uh, let's see, for without parole for the murder of 51 people and attempted murder of 40 others. Oh, okay, good. Now it's being reported that he is appealing this because he stated in the appeal, according to NPR, that uh, he is uh, appealing because of unjust treatment while in custody. Oh, we're so sorry. You murdered 51 people and 40 some other people got uh, injured and you were found guilty uh, and you were sentenced to life in prison. But you are complaining about unjust treatment in jail. We are so sorry. Uh, This might work in New Zealand. I mean, I hope that it wouldn't work here. It might, but I doubt it. I mean... It's a pretty, pretty horrific act that this guy did. So you're not getting too, you're not getting too many, too many sympathizers, right? Uh, you killed 51 people. You shot, what did it say? 40 others. And, uh, and who knows how badly they're injured. Uh, you know, just, they were just a flesh wound, I'm sure. And uh, so you got life in prison. You, and so stay there. Good luck. God bless. So we're coming off uh, the big election night and many places are still counting the votes. So we won't know um, of some of the races. Uh, and I don't know that we'll know within three or four days. It may take... Uh, a month or more they're already backing off on you know that whole three or four day thing so it got me thinking about uh, mass extinction level events <laughs> i don't know why but i did see where geobiologists have said that uh they have found earth what they believe to have found earth's first known mass extinction event 550 million years ago so according to the uh postdoctoral associate scott evans uh, shows a major loss of diversity during the Ediacaran. period and it caused mass deaths of uh scores of species oh okay a new study from the virginia tech geobiologist traces the cause of the first known mass extinction of animals to decreased global oxygen availability that led to the loss of a majority of animals present near the end of the period some 550 million years ago so then i got to thinking well what are the other mass extinction events so i guess there were five maybe six now uh mass extinction events that have swept over our planet from the Ordovician period to present day, where we may be experiencing, yes, we may be experiencing a sixth mass extinction event or perhaps even a seventh, right? 
So we had uh, the end of the Ordovician. We had a one-two punch, according to this, uh, according to the story, about 443 million years ago. Yeah. So this is the top five, but we're actually six, so we could be into the seventh of the the one that they just found. <laughs> okay. So this one coming in at number two, uh, and it was in the the first pulse of a double whammy: ice sheets advanced, radically changing ocean currents, and creating a harsh climate in the equatorial and mid latitude regions. Many of the species that survived this first hit uh, adapted to their new world, only to succumb to the second pulse, which is a sudden melt, another climate shift, and another ocean circulation switch up. So there's that one. Then we have number two or uh, number three, uh, 359 million to 380 million years ago. It was the end of the Devonian period. And so what happened there? Well, uh, global catastrophe. For uh, example, consisted of a series of pulses and climate change over 20 million plus years that led to periodic and sudden drops in biodiversity, including the Hangenberg crisis, which some researchers consider a separate mass extinction event. The change is possibly the result of significant volcanic activity in Siberia, reduced oxygen levels in the oceans, and caused other environmental shifts. Ha! Ha! So coming in at number three, or number four, some 251 million years ago, Permian period. Uh, volcanic activity in Siberia is considered the main culprit for this mightiest of mass extinctions. Region-wide eruptions spewed toxic gas and acidic, acidified the oceans. A disruption may have even shredded the ozone layer, allowing in deadly ultraviolet radiation. Oh. So apparently a 2014 study suggested the apocalypse unfolded over a span of 50,000 years. Coming in at number four or five was the end of the Triassic period. That was a couple hundred million, uh, 200 million years ago. Volcanoes were added again, but this time uh, it was uh, eruptions in a hot spot at the center of what would eventually be the Atlantic Ocean. Created another bout of climate calamity and it played like an echo of the end of the pyramid. All right. So then coming in at number five or number six now, it was the end of the Cretaceous period. And that was about 65.5 million years ago. The cause of the end of the Cretaceous extinction remains debated. No one disputes that a chunk of space rock slammed into the planet near Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula at the time, but researchers disagree on whether the asteroid strike caused or merely contributed to the die-off. Large-scale volcanic activity in Indians' uh, Deccan traps were all already underway before the impact, and a science advances study published in February suggests both the asteroid hit and the Deccan traps activity coincided with a general uptick in planet-wide volcanism. Uh, whatever the catalyst, whatever the catalyst was, it appears a spike in carbon dioxide and a drop in ocean oxygen levels were followed by a rapid post-asteroid cooling. Oh. Okay, so now 
are we in the sixth, I guess it would be the seventh extinction event, which would be, you know, happening right now. Um, okay. Uh, across time and around the planet, extinctions of one or another individual species are always occurring. Duh. We know that, Mr. Paleontologist and famed conservationist Richard Leakey. I know you warned about the activity that was causing the sixth extinction, but we now know that it's possibly the seventh, and maybe even more than that, uh, back in the 90s. So we shall see if we are actually in the seventh or beyond extinction level event, which would be Ellie. And if you remember the documentary Deep Impact, that's what they were using as the secret. L-E-E-L-E. Plus, I know that the United Nations, I know we're part of the uh, COP27 that's going on now. And I know that Secretary General Antonio Guterres uh, implored the world leaders at COP27 uh, in Egypt to put climate change first. Do not put climate change on the back burner. I know there's other pressing issues, but we need a faster transition away from fossil fuels. We need cooperation between developed and developing economies and a global phase out of coal by 2040. You are out of your mind, UN Secretary, and you're out of your mind, President Biden to get rid of coal when we don't have anything to take its freaking place. We're not, I don't want to go back to the cave days. I don't want to have an extinction level event brought on by you when there's no need to. It's unbelievable. I got it. We're supposed to worry about climate change. I just gave you six or seven of the uh, end of, uh, you know, extinction level events. And hello, we all came back. We killed a lot of people. Well, that's what you're going to do if you're going to eliminate coal and we're just going to make everything go dark and count out, well, we have wind. We have we have windmills. Oh, okay. All right, we have windmills. That's great. That's great. The reason we got away from windmills in the past is because coal and fossil fuels worked better. <laughs> and that helped develop the world Especially in the country that pays your bills, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres. It's just unbelievable. It just drives me insane. Maybe you know what I need? And maybe you do too at this time. Uh, I just realized that uh, maybe I, I can relax now uh, with something that's just, well, unexpected. It was an unexpected joy to find out that Barbara Streisand, uh, you remember, uh, Babs, uh, way back in November of 1962, she was 20 years old and she was gigging at Bonsoir. It was a club in the West Village and they recorded her uh, at Bonsoir uh, back in 1962. It has just been released. Oh my gosh. Maybe we'll just sit back and relax and not think about the end of the world or any extinction level event and listen to the musical genius that is Barbara Streisand from 1962. (laughs) 
Enjoy. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.